stuff. I'm gonna sing you a blue song. I'll sing it with all my might, yeah. I'm gonna sing you a blue song. Blue song. I hope it comes out all right. Well, here's my song about my color to you. Well, it's all about a little wind that blue. It wasn't just blue. Welcome to episode 220 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And it doesn't get more certified and more bona fide than my guests on this week's show, Sharon and Brown. They sort of they sort of blazed the trail. They laid the groundwork. They paved the path for so many of the people that I've talked to for this show. And you know them probably from Skinnamarink. And if you don't know Skinnamarink, you should know Skinnamarink. And they've had TV shows and they've done so much, so, so much. And I was so grateful to have the opportunity to talk to them. It was really cool to hear their stories and to learn from them and to just be with them. It was really cool to be with them. That song you just heard is called The Color Song, and it's one of their brand new singles, and you should check it out. And you can hear the whole thing at the end of the show. Of course, if you'd like to reach me, you can email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. You want to hear the past episodes? Go to www.goodstuffpod.com. You want to find me on social media because that's your thing? The at symbol, goodstuffpod. I don't want to talk too much more because I want you to hear my guests on this week's episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, episode 220, Sharon and Brown. Good stuff. So it's uh, really a special day for me to welcome Sharon and Bram to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you all today? We're great. Thank you. Okay. So we, we set the scene a little bit. Um, I'm in Houston, Texas, staying away from Buffalo Speedway, a street that, that gives me and Bram <laughs> a little bit of a, a tentative feeling. And, and you all are in Toronto. And in the summer, it's probably pretty beautiful. Um, how, how are you all today? Let's just say hey and what's up. Well, uh, it's summertime here. We've been having beautiful weather and, uh, and enjoying the, the outdoors as much as we can. Uh, I imagine it's pretty hot down there. Yeah, it's very hot. <laughs> it's uh, 94 right now, and that doesn't count humidity. It's too hot for me. Yeah, it's too hot for me, too. I stay inside, but, but most people do. Um, so, yeah. so we have sort of a lot of ground to cover, and I think we're going to work backwards in some ways, and I just want to uh, congratulate you both on, on 40 years doing what you do and 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 in addition to the 40 years we're about a month removed from your uh i guess phasing out the live performance aspect of of what you all do you had your last concert i mean we should say right off the bat you're still going to be making music and there's lots of other things in the works that we'll talk about in a second but congratulations to you on on that step and and i guess like with that in mind we're going to go back in time a little bit and then we'll come forward but Set us up a little bit with some of your your musical background. I don't know if you've if you've talked about this kind of stuff on on a podcast or things like that before, but I, I really love hearing where people come from. Why don't you start, Sharon? I, I will. I just want to say, by the way, that what we to just to add to what you have already said, Mike, we've stopped touring. Touring is a different. It's not that we're never going to do live performing again, and 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 indeed, we have a book coming out in a couple of weeks, and we're going to do some live shows 
to help promote the launch of that book, which is called Sharon Lois and Bram Skin and Rink. So um, I just wanted to let, let folks know that we're, we will still every now and then pop up doing a show. As far as my background, I grew up in a community of people who sang all the time. So people singing together was as natural to me as, you know, baby's milk. I was was an it was a normal thing, and I grew up around folk music and with being exposed to people like Pete Seeger and uh, who who I thought was just as good as they, as good as it gets. And then uh, later in in life, I started making music for children um, in a variety of places. There's a folk festival here called Mariposa Folk Festival. It's been going on for what is it fifty fifty years? Since nineteen sixty one. And, and we both have participated in that both a long time ago and more, and more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so they had a program called Mariposa in the Schools where we went into schools and sang with children. So we all three were ultimately were colleagues uh, in that program and decided to make a record together. That's that's the long, short story. That is it. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, that's great. So with, with me, I didn't, uh, I didn't get interested in in this kind of music folk music until i was in my teens i was brought up in the the, i was a teenager in the 50s and so i was i was exposed to elvis presley and little richard and i thought they were pretty pretty terrific but then in the in the early 60s i started hearing uh folk music and i thought this music has a message that I hadn't heard before. It, it talks about real things. And also in a simple and direct kind of way. And I thought, I can do that. And I, I realized that that was my calling. And I've been involved in it one way or another ever since, both with grown-ups and with, uh, with children. I've been a school teacher. Uh, I've been, well, many things, uh, but it's always been with folk music and with children and ultimately with Mariposa in the schools, uh, with uh, Sharon and with Lois. And that's where we started together. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, one thing, and I, I just have to ask, you know, as a musician, I, I, love hearing about people and sort of how they do what they do. And I, I think. I will say that your song Skinamarink is is a song that's like in the fabric. You know, it's part of the makeup of the child raising experience. You know, I have three kids. All my kids know the song. Many, 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 many other kids have this song as part of their life. So uh, what's interesting to me, though, is sort of how that came to be, how that song came to be. If if when you were when you were singing it for the first time or 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 or. I'm not sure who wrote it, so apologies for that. But I'm, I don't know if it was. Uh... We're not either. <laughs> but just um, we, we, did, we didn't. We didn't write it. Oh, okay. So we didn't. Know. But, it came but, to us. It came to us. What's your? I'm sorry. I interrupted your question. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, when you have a song like that that you're so well known for, like, you can't predict that. You can't expect that. So, what was it like? No, to have that. No, being, we had no idea. Right to have that be uh, part Lois of the experience. It from a. a a young cousin of hers in Chicago the summer that we were working on the repertoire for our first record, One Elephant to Zenefant. And we said, Lois, or Lois said to her cousin, did you learn any good songs at camp? And Lisa sang her Skinamarink. And Lois liked it a lot, and she brought it to the trio. 
and uh, we thought it would be nice to record, and and we did it with Lois singing the melody, Sharon singing the harmony. I didn't sing on it at all. I played the the ukulele part on the high string guitar, but uh, from there it went to the end of every concert we've ever done. Mm-hmm. We didn't anticipate it would take on a life of its own as it has. And we're thrilled about that. I mean, it was an innocent uh, response to it. We said, let's use it in the show. Oh, let's use it in every show. Let's use it every time we finish anything, whether it's a record or a TV show or a live concert or a public appearance of some sort. And we love the message that it sends. Mm -hmm. And now with the new book that's coming out, which, as I said, is called Sharon, Lois, and Bram Skinnerink, and it will be out in a couple of weeks, um, it has a whole bunch of new verses which were written by my daughter, Randy Hampson, who's been managing us. And they're wonderful. And the book is beautiful. It's beautifully illustrated. It has all the new words as well as all the old familiar words. It has beautiful pictures, and it sends a lovely message about diversity, about all kinds of people. We wanted every child who looks at that book to see himself or herself in it. And I think we've succeeded at that. We really have every kind of person in it uh, possible. We have, you know, conventional families of, of mom, mom and dad and, and kids, but we also have uh, same-sex couples, two mothers, two fathers. We have kids in wheelchairs. We have all skin colors. We've got dozens of animals. Mm-hmm. And some, somebody said that the book is so full that it reminds them a little bit of uh, Where's Waldo? Because every page is covered with with people and animals that are just waiting there to be discovered on the 5th and the 10th and the 30th reading. Hmm, that's great. Reading or singing. Yeah. yeah. Reading well, or singing. reading the book. <laughs> so so you mentioned the uh, that that was the first record, right? Um, one, one Elephant de one Elephant. elephant. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so this brings me to the idea of the elephant, and the elephant has not been an insignificant part of the Sharon Lois and Brahm experience. So, what is it about elephants? And maybe this is an opportunity to tell us a little bit about about your work in television, because not only are you really well known for all of the incredible music that you've made, but you've also you are. TV stars too. So, hmm. how, how tell us about the elephant and how it all comes together. Okay, Sharon, you tell about the elephant. Okay, well, it's all it's all kind of innocent, you know. When we when we made our first record, we had decided to use the song "One Elephant Just Elephant" because it's bilingual and we, we live in a bilingual country. We live in a multilingual country, but at the time. English and French were the primary languages. And so we decided, and it's a, the song is a delightful game. So we knew we were going to name the record Elephant, in One Elephant is Elephant. And then we needed a name for our company. And we said, we thought about many things and eventually came up with Elephant Records for reasons that are a bit of a mystery. <laughs> and then for our first concert, we decided to, to borrow a costume from a dance company that was doing the story of Babar. In, in performance and we borrowed their elephant and used it in our show and we thought that was really kind of cool so we did that a few times and then eventually um, we had a couple of young men who came to us and said we want to do some television with you and out of that was born the elephant show it was called Sharon Lois and Bram's elephant show and we knew that elephant was going to be a sidekick 
So, you know, a lot of the decisions like that and like the naming of the record and the company, they were, in a way, they were sort of innocent. They weren't thought out, clever marketing decisions. You know, we like the image of the elephant because elephants are a family-oriented animal and, you know, they look after their children and, and it's just they're strong and it just seemed like a very nice image, but, but it was, you know, that's uh, in a way that's almost retrospective because, you know, one thing led to another. We started with a song, then came a a dancing elephant and then let's incorporate the dancing elephant into the TV show. And so a lot of it was kind of innocent, good decisions that, that have served us very well. You know, it's it's interesting. The elephant in, uh, in the elephant show is named, its name is Elephant. Mm-hmm. And we never put a sexual uh, identify, identification on it. It was never a he or a her. Mm-hmm. And kids have sometimes said, well, is, it, is the elephant a boy or a girl? And we'd say, we don't know. <laughs> Yeah. And also, elephant was mute. All of the uh, all of the expression that came out of it was done uh, partly by a, a, a tuba uh, in the background, but mostly by the dancer who was inside. Her name is Paula Gallivan McGuire, <laughs> and she is the one who gave that uh, elephant character life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the the non gendered elephant was that a, was that a was that one yeah. of those like happy happy coincidental I, I don't want to say accidents but like was that well, a, yeah. a pur- purposeful decision or was that no it's just that we thought we thought that um, children are going to be watching this they're going to be boys and they're but going to be girls. And we didn't want to pre- pre- prejudice it in one direction or the other, I think so that everybody would identify with. Yeah, with I don't it. think it was. I don't think it was so thought out. I think it just kind of evolved yeah. that way. Yeah, you know, with it, a lot of things just kind of happened, and then they felt like the right thing, and we continued them. And and uh, I don't remember having a big discussion, you know, about yeah. should should it be a he or a she, and I I don't think we ever. I don't know. At least in my memory, we didn't do that. I I think that there's a lot. uh, uh, One thing that's sort of jumping out at me about this is that you all have really, really good instincts. And and it's and it's instincts that you know you you don't feel you're what you're demonstrating to us. And what I think is the lesson here is that if it feels right. And if you are in line with your teammates, right, or bandmates or, you know, the trio, the three of you, that that there's a real power in that. And you don't need to overthink it. If you all are really just like sort of smoothly rolling through it and agreeing on things like that, there's a major lesson that I think a lot of us don't always remember. Well, you know, you know, people have said to, to others who have worked with us, band members and others, uh, you know, well, we see what they're like on, on the screen, but what are they really like? <laughs> uh-huh. and, and the answer has always been, what you see on the screen is, is who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's all very natural. 
we never we never script things that are counter to the way we feel. They're, they always grow out of our own experiences and our own feelings. Bram, and so it's very natural. Mm-hmm. Bram, uh, one of the things that Mike said was, well, I, one of the things that supports what you said, Mike, is that we, it has to appeal to us, whatever we do. We have to feel right about it. And as Bram said, we don't script things that are alien for us. So the quality of the music, the songs we sing, the positions we take, all of those things reflect who we are as real people. If it doesn't work for one or another of us, then it doesn't happen. And I think that that particularly comes through. So, so uh, just we're going to hold that thought for two seconds while I while I give a, just a little bit of of background. And I want to thank you, uh, Lois, for pointing out that you're not touring anymore. You're still going to be doing live performances. And in addition to still doing live performances, you're you're still recording regularly. You're still putting out singles, right? So, so there are four singles that came out, and and these songs are are songs that I think you really deeply believe in so i i mean i'm thinking you know the the one that is really um jumping out about this is is the song different so that the the song different which is about diversity and inclusiveness really plays into this idea of you all doing what you believe in and standing up for what you stand up for and and being there for that cause is that is that fairly accurate Absolutely. Absolutely. And and uh, we love that song. We love all the songs. And I should say that, you know, Bram and I, Lois died uh, a, a number of years ago, but she also stopped performing about 20 years ago. And so Bram and I have been performing on our own during that period, but we had not been recording until this past year when the idea came to us, I think through through my daughter who is managing us and, and and also through Bram, it didn't suggest recording, but once we talked about recording, Bram said, let's record some of the songs that Joe Hampson, my husband, my late husband, wrote. And different, I mean, everything that you've heard so far was written of the new recordings. And they're all, by the way, they are all streaming. And there's a fifth one coming along, and it's called The Drum Song. And it will be it will be streaming and, you know, it'll be released in about two weeks. Okay. And all of them are streaming on the, the you know, wherever people download their music um, and and different. You know, we, we love different because it says something that I think kids know. They if they have bad messages, their messages that they've learned elsewhere. You know, they don't they don't they're not born thinking difference is bad. Right. It's it's learned behavior, and so we're just trying to send out the message that difference is what makes differences are what make us interesting to each other. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, um, and and that comes through in in the message and in the music, and and another interesting or something I want to get your take on. Actually, that that's a better way to phrase it is the idea of collaboration. Um, and um, so, so I interviewed Josh Loveless a couple, maybe oh, a year and a half ago, who was, uh, right. And, and, and he was so thrilled to have been able to have the chance to work with you. And I thought to myself, well, it would be the coolest thing if I ever got to talk to them. And now here we are. But so right. the, the idea of working with someone like Josh on one of his pieces 
And then you have some collaborators on these new singles, right? So there's Colin Mockery. I, I hope I said his name right. And yes, his, name, his name is right. And you may know him as one of the cast members of the television show, Whose Line Is It Anyway?, which right. is a improvisatory comedy show. Right, yeah. And, I mean, that was you know, formative for me in, in some ways. You know, I was a Saturday Night Live person, but, you know, I thought that, that there was some of the funniest stuff was on that show and from him in particular. And then yeah. um, you, you work with Jim, Jim Cuddy, Jim Cuddy, right? Yeah. Exactly. From, yeah. from blue, blue rodeo. Right. Um, right. right. Which is, I, I don't know much about blue rodeo, but it's, it doesn't necessarily just from what I sort of think I know about them. It's not necessarily in the, the, um, the kids and family music genre, I guess, is what I'm going. No, for. it's not. But he's <laughs> a great singer. Uh-huh. He's, he's a, a wonderful. Well, you can singer. hear that. Yes, you definitely. hear that. I'm sure because yeah, he's got a gorgeous voice. Yeah. And we were delighted that he. Uh, it was suggested that he that it would be a nice compliment uh, to the song to have him sing. And boy, it sure is. We were thrilled. Mm-hmm. We would have given him half the song to do, but he said, "No, no, you guys sound so terrific. Let me do this part, and you do that part." And so, but you know, Mike. Collaboration is at the center of what we do. It has mm-hmm. always been, whether it was making records or TV shows or live concerts, we have always worked in a very collaborative way with lots of really good people and love getting ideas from other people and being open to those ideas. So it's a, I, collaboration is a very, it's a very riching experience. You, you couldn't do better than create something in a collaborative environment in my view and we always whenever we were performing or recording we always used the very best musicians that we could find Mm -hmm. um people who had done performing and recording for you know top of the line acts not just children's stuff but you know the 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 grown-up stuff too and all of our music we hope is is interesting and engaging for the parents and the grandparents as well as for the children because we knew that if a kid gets to like a record that 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 child is going to play it over and over and over again and uh poor pity the the parent who has to listen to it that many times if the music itself isn't interesting right and we always went for that well that's And that is heard and appreciated <laughs> as a parent who listens to a lot. <laughs> as of this, a parent, yeah, right. as a parent, it is much appreciated that there's <laughs> thought put into into that side of things. So the the other single that um, I wanted to just hear just a little bit of the backstory about um, is uh, the one that that um, Sharon, I believe your daughter contributed to. Is that right? I, I don't know what you're talking. Which one you're talking the, about? The, the hug song. Oh, the hug song. Um, oh, that was written by Joe. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I think Rand didn't. Wait so, a minute. Now, didn't Randy write the intro, Bram? I see you standing there. I can't yeah, remember. She wrote, he wrote the that. Intro. Oh, yeah, she it. wrote the musical intro. Yeah, yeah. You're right, Mike. Right. So, Randy wrote. She added really to almost every song that we've recorded. She added either a lot or a little. That's great. So, I mean, it's it's very special that you know so much family legacy is is put into these songs as well um it's thrilling it's thrilling yeah that's that's a a very very sweet 
sweet piece of this, um, yeah. of the whole thing. So, so you are, you are, I would say the two of you are among the more influential, um, and, uh, looked up to people, folks in the, in the world of, of kids and family. And I talked to a lot of people who are doing this and, you know, you come up a lot. And, and what I think would be really interesting because a lot of different artists listen to the show. And I think people are going to want to hear, maybe hear this from you as like a little bit of a, a little bit of advice, but through the course of your career, what are one or two of the things that were really important that you learned in terms of, I, I I'm going to say engaging with your audience that you really think are important for people to know? Well, first of all, first of all, we had to like it. Yeah. Well, that came before everything. We have to like it. We've never chosen to sing a song that we don't like because it teaches a specific lesson. We always sang songs that we liked, and if there happened to be some learning involved, that's fine, but that was gravy. It's not the and, motivation. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we, we had something. I just learned this phrase recently. As a matter of fact, from Ted Roberts, and he talked about um, being on a television show where he was directed to feign enthusiasm. Uh-oh. We don't like that. <laughs> uh, and we never did that. Oh, no. So you have to, as Bram says, we chose music that we liked. That was the first, first and foremost. In addition to that, I would say people should not pursue this line of work because they think it would be a, you know, a good thing to do or successful or whatever. I mean, you have to go down that road not anticipating big success or big revenue. You have to go down the road because you really want to do it. And kids know you better understand that kids are going to give you feedback that is absolutely reflective of how they feel. If they like it, they'll let you know. And if they don't like it, they'll let you know as well. And, and also, we really like children. That, there's no pretending. There's no feigning affection. We like kids. We like the company of kids. And that has served us very well. That's and we have kept great. in touch with some of the some of the now adults who were children on our television show. Excellent. Uh, they've kept in touch with us. We've kept in touch with them over the years, and we've watched them become young parents, and it's delightful. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, I'm so happy to hear that you interviewed Josh, and I hope you liked his record. Oh, my gosh, it's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's terrific, and uh-huh. he's terrific, and he's a terrific person as well. Absolutely. And he's got another one on uh, yeah, already just it, out. Yeah, just out. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. So so we, we mentioned the four new singles, and you said that there's another one that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. In addition, there's the book that we should look out for. Um, so you all are still doing amazing work and, and putting out music and work to make the world a better place for, for kids and families. And I, I can't thank you all enough for, for your time. And, and one thing I want to make sure that people know is, um, h- how can we find you, you know, like how can we keep up with all of the things that are happening? Is there, do you all have a website that you do? Is yes. there social media? We do. We have yes. a website. Yes. 
And it's perfect timing, too, because it's been updated and it's brand new right this moment. SharonandBram.com. Right, Bram? Absolutely. Excellent. And that will have events and pictures and videos and all the stuff that people would like to see. So by all means, SharonandBram.com. Excellent. Well, Sharon and Bram, it was really an honor to get to talk to you, and I appreciate you being so open with me about all of the the work that you did and and sharing a little insight about what makes you all you and makes you tick and the honesty and the genuine nature with which you come at this work that you do. And and I don't know if work's the right word, honestly, to describe what you all do, because it seems really fun. You know, Um, um, play is our work and work is our play. Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. And we consider consider ourselves lucky to be able to do something that we love doing for such a long time. And we've enjoyed talking to you. You're very kind and we appreciate that. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much. And we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk soon. Thank I you, hope Mike. So. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that one checked all the boxes. Was it fun? Yep. Was it totally engaging? Yep. Did they make me want to be friends with them forever? Yep. A tremendous thank you again to Sharon and Bram for taking the time to talk to me and check them out. They're still doing it, and they're still doing it really, really well. Amazing people amazing artists and i hope you enjoyed that here is their brand new song the color song which features colin mockery from whose line is it anyway or homophones. Huh? They're words that sound the same, but are totally different. Like, you know, there, there, there. They are there, 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 there. It's all different, but they're the same, like three triplets with different hair colors. I don't understand. Confusing. You know what? I'll explain in a song. I'm gonna sing you a red song. Red song. Sing it with all my might. I'm gonna sing you a red song. Red song. I hope it comes out all right. So here's my song about the color I said. It's all about a little book I read. Now the book wasn't red, but the book was red. How do you figure that out? How do you figure that out? See, it couldn't be simpler. Both those words sound the same, but they mean different things. Like if you've read a book, it's been red, but it's not the color because the color is red. Could you clarify? I don't understand. It's fairly simple, Bram. Don't worry, Bram. I've got it. I've got it. I'm going to sing you a yellow song. Yellow song. Sing with all my might. Yes, I'm going to sing you a yellow song. Yellow song. Sure hope it comes out right. you got wrong. You see what you did? You had yellow, which is absolutely fine, but then you added yell and O, two different words, stuck them together. That's really not what homonyms Wait are. Wait a minute, I've got it now. Oh, Graham, please tell me you do, because I cannot go through this for the entire song. Listen to this. All right, go, buddy. Now, I'm going to sing you a green song. Green song. Sing with all my might. 
I'm gonna sing you a green song. Green song. Hope it comes out all right. Now here's my song and it's easy to see. I hope that you're all agreeing with me. Maybe you're agreeing, but you're not agreeing. How do you think of that? Confused, Colin? No, I'm only semi-confused. I think we should do it our own way. Yeah, prismatic. Prismatic? <laughs> what does that mean? Colin, prismatic means all the color. Well, why didn't you just say that? I'm gonna sing you a rainbow. Rainbow. Sing with all my might. I'm gonna sing you a rainbow. Rainbow. Hope it comes out all right. Now here's a song and we sing it together A rainbow appears after stormy weather A rainbow song makes us proud and strong That's how we figure that, that's how we figure that Glad that we figure that out Stuff.